Good evening guys, welcome to Razzie's Football Show, Season 2, Episode 17. How are you guys doing today? This evening, brother. All gravy, all good. All good, yeah? Great, great. Nice to speak to you guys again as usual. Um, so yeah, today's you know conversation, let's start with the big one. Uh, the, the madness that happened at Old Trafford, I mean, guys... How pathetic are the fans at Manchester? What they did there. They broke not only did they break into the to the ground, but they only they also broke into the hospitality stands and all the rest of it as well. So they got in. And someone's got to be accountable, right? Because that just can't happen. How could they get in and just do what they did? Inside job. Do you reckon it's an inside job? Hundred percent. And the reason I say that, it reminded me very similarly of what happened here in D.C. on January 6th. All those uh, Trump followers, yeah, yeah. they broke into the Capitol building. Yeah. But again, that was an inside job. Everything was planned. They knew at Old Trafford that this protest was going to happen. They knew roughly how many people were going to turn up. Even from the hotel perspective, why could they not realise, oh, damn, two, three hours before kickoff, it's already blocked. Where's the contingency plan? They could have got those players out on a couple of helicopters and figured it out still. That match was never going to happen. Um, all of these guys are a bunch of nobodies. I don't really believe that they're serious fans. I understand their frustrations. They've had it good. Honestly, with the Glaziers, they've had it good. Never and the only reason they're moaning is because all of a sudden these guys tried to get involved with the Super League. And the facts are the facts. Sheikh, uh, what's his name? Mansur, uh, not Mansur, Mansur, right? Mansur, yeah. yeah. He put a billion pounds of his own money into the club, whereas yeah. the Glazers took on a billion pounds worth of debt, but they're still clearing about 70 to 100 million a year from that club. But they're still, they are putting money back in. It's just that Man United are not Man United of Alex Ferguson's time. And they seem to think that they should be going out and signing all these big boy players. And the reality is they can't track them. And it's not their club. How are they going to take the club back? The club is worth three and a half to four billion pounds. Yeah. This is not like how I said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, if they really want to buy in or any fan wants to buy in, they get a GoFundMe, put a share package together and make it happen. You know, us Arsenal fans have been mugs for the past 10 years. United fans have had it easy. So they just got to, you know, swallow this pill and deal with it as far as I'm concerned. Those guys are not, that little protest or whatever it was yesterday, that debacle is not going to make the Glazers sell. No, I mean, and that's my two cents. But if 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 they keep doing things like this, then surely the the board have they've got to take notice at some point, and maybe try and invest some money into the club to make them like Man City. I, I think that's what the ultimate goal is, right? Kevin, let me tell you <laughs> something. They they're investing really well. Let's be honest, right? They're second in the league. They they they're they're going to be in the final of the Europa League, right? What more do they want? You know, yeah, I mean, the money they spent on Maguire and Pogba's wages. They're money. They got yeah. Pogba, Maguire. It's not like they haven't spent the money. They done. They spent better money than most of the other clubs, and they've got some real big signings. Now, yeah. you guys, as Arsenal fans, I can understand you having a moment. You doing a protest like this, I, I, I can take that because you guys, I'll be honest with you, have been mugged off by your board for many years. Right? Many, many yeah. years. Let's just be honest. Arsene Wenger, when he took over, he was working on a budget to make your club successful. And my God, did he do a good job. 
yeah? And in the end, he had to leave because he, you know, obviously his time come to an end and whatever. But you know what? If you did have Arsene Wenger, where would you be right now? I know you would be not the club you are now, that's for sure. So for Man United fans to have this protest and to postpone the game, surely there has to be some repercussions for the team and maybe deductions on points. Now, I'm not saying this as a... As a Liverpool fan, and I'm thinking, you know, dagger in the back and all of it. I'm just saying, if it happened to another club, surely their fans would be saying exactly the same thing. If it was Man City or Liverpool, they would be saying the same thing, right? I remember last say last season, Man United fans were, you know, crying out for the league to end. Oh yeah, let's finish the league. Let's call it a null and void because because of COVID, just because Liverpool are winning the league. So now, why can't everyone else have the same moan about United? Surely we've got to have something. They've got there was one something. thing I forgot to add. There's also, a, in my opinion, this was a conspiracy to prevent Man City from winning the title yesterday. Possibly. I mean, that's something that, that could happen. That's United all through and through, if I'm honest with you. I mean, they tried everything they can to delay uh, Man City's um, title. Yeah, I mean, it's inevitable they are going to win the title. Of it's course. just when, right? Yeah. Also, um, they didn't want to... But, but as, as a Liverpool fan, who, who would you rather win the title, Man United or Man City? Just uh, that, that always interests me. Who's your All day long, it's got to be Man City. All day long, Man City, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, we've got 19, they've got 20, right? Mm. So that, okay. that rivalry yeah. is not going to end until we overtake them once again. And, you know, that will be rightfully where we belong. But, um, you know, yeah, Man City all day long. And to be fair, you know... As a football fan, you've got to admire the way Man City's played football. They've had an amazing season, all in all. And, you know, yeah, we all were a little bit below par, but they weren't. And they carried on doing what they had to do. So, you know what, deservedly, they should win it. And I hope they go on to win the Champions League as well. If I'm Random right. question, guys. Who, who do you think has been Man City's best player this season? Or I guess their player of the season? I'll say Ilkay Gundogan. I would disagree. Yeah, um... There's a few. I, I think Diaz is um, done well. Diaz um, has been solid. Yeah. Been However, solid. I'm going with Riyad Mahrez. I think Riyad Mahrez has really turned it on this season. Mm. He hasn't been consistent in the team, but he scored a lot of important goals. Having said that, Bab, um, and the reason why I said Ilkay Gundogan is when they were on the surge, the start, you know. Yeah, he had that good little run. He had a run. And and everyone he, got him and in the fantasy had, football team. And- yeah, and plus they didn't have um, De Bruyne and he yeah. he filled Same the up. boots. So, you know, that's why I said his name. I mean, and he scored a few important goals. Foden as well. Um, Foden, been... superb. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say, I'll go as far as saying the goalkeeper as well. He's been solid at the back. Yeah. You know, he's bailed him out a few times when they needed him. Um, yeah, so all in all, it's been great. To be honest, the most, I think the person that hasn't performed as we would usually see him is um, Sterling, to be honest. Uh, there's been a few talks about Sterling not performing as well as he usually does. But to be honest, the rest of the team has been great. So for him to be off form, we can let it be, right? Because the rest of them were great. Yeah, Foden is going to be scary in a few years. Yeah, no, Foden, that, you know, he's got pace, he's got skills. 
he's got a lot, you know, and he's working with Pep. I think you can only see him getting better and better as time goes on, you know. But he needs to be in that England squad, if I'm honest with you. If England want to do anything, Foden, they need to build a team around him. Hands off, you know. I don't, I don't care about Harry Kane and the whole malarkey about how important he is. I think the most important player for England, right, to build is Foden because he's got so many years on him as well. Yeah, he looked really good the other day, didn't he? He looks uh, good every Champions time he gets League. on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> His first touch is always so sublime. Quality player. Quality. Quality player. But yeah. So, okay. It looks like uh, the bid is happening, right? 1.8 billion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm s- and yeah, Kwon K put out that statement. But um, yeah, since since then, it, he, he hasn't come out with anything else. So I'm thinking maybe they they are definitely considering it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to prize prize that away from from Kwonke, But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, if you don't try, you don't get. Yeah. From what I've learned in the last few years, Americans generally don't sell; they just buy. So if this Swedish guy, wherever he's from, he thinks that he's going to buy Arsenal Football Club, good luck, because it's going to be very difficult for him to get it. But you know what? The numbers last week were 1.3 billion and now it's 1.8 billion. Apparently a bid is happening Thursday or Friday of this week. However, in the financial world where a lot of these hedge fund managers are talking, Arsenal has been floated around for sale for the past couple of years, allegedly. But... Again, no one has a true source, so if it happens, great. And if it doesn't happen, it is what it is. I think, you know, considering everything, you know, you guys... We said this last season as well, but I think this season we might... We have to write the season off for yourselves and Liverpool. No, no, we can't keep writing the season off, season after season. It's Thursday. Yeah, do it there's, there's decision time, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, if you got rid of Arteta, like, say, end of season, you don't get what you got. Who are you going to go I, for? i got more passion than all those 11 combined. They showed a little bit of grit this week, though, right? Yeah, against Mickey Mouse. I think Newcastle are pretty much safe, so they sort yeah. of took their foot off the pedal as well. Um, yeah, but my team drew against them, so... I mean, usually beat Newcastle, so I'm not reading too much into it. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Martinelli get some minutes. Um, Bamian looked, looked like he's coming back to some fitness. So yeah, but I'll be surprised if we lost now on, on Thursday. But it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a tight game. Uh, I'm quite nervous about it, but. From what I've seen, I think we should, we've got enough to go through. I so hope you go through and get to the final and beat the scums. It would be so good to see you beat United, you know. And I say, I think if anyone can, you're young boys, right? Some of these players that you guys have got. And I, I'm a bit of a fan of certain players that you guys have. Like Saka, for example. I, I, I like him. I think he's got so much to offer. Martinelli as well. I think he's so good. You know, he was effective. You know, against Newcastle, and you know, you just shows what kind of you've got some youth there that you got, you guys can work with now. Yeah, um, Arsenal yeah. 
the, the Arteta and his team needs to work with them and mould them into great players. Well, but that's so annoying. On, on Thursday, last Thursday, you know, he went with this full snang, didn't he? And it and it didn't work. Why not? Why not play Martinelli from from the get go well, um, instead of doing a full snang? I think that's what yeah. he needs to learn. Someone needs to be giving him this in his ear and telling him, "Look, let's stick to what we know and let's work mm. with this." Because I think the problem with Arteta is he keeps. I've noticed this. He's chopping and changing a lot. Yeah, and this is what training sessions are for. But clearly, the message is not getting through. Well, he's he's learning on the job, but no, he can't. This is not a damn apprenticeship <laughs> where he's freaking a car mechanic. No, how much longer can he learn on the job for Kevin? He can't learn on the job, especially as games are coming up. He needs to actually. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's not he. It's not. All he's for it's, it's, it's the board as well for, for, for putting no, him in this position. Stop uh, that. You can't defend him, man. I, listen, Thursday, that's it. I don't want to talk about... Don't AFC. get me wrong. If we're out, then he, then I want him out. I'm warning the listeners, yeah. next week's going to be like AFC TV on steroids. If <laughs> yeah, I, but what do, you make, what do you make of his lineup last week, Bev? Against uh, Villarreal? Yeah. Joke. He should Joke. have... One of the strikers playing up front... Mm-hmm. Nicolas Pepe is a false nine. Pepe is lazy anyway. The talent is there, but he's lazy. Yeah. I'll go with so that. Why on earth would you put him... He, he never runs after the ball. Why would you put him in a false nine position? Like Man City, they've got six false nine players, but they're all interchanging and deciding, OK, you know what? I'm going to go and try and make this cross or whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just a tip of the iceberg. And then you've got... Play, keep playing with Zach at left back. Um, I was a few weeks know. ago, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit messy. But hopefully, you know, he he, he can't underestimate Villarreal now because he knows, <laughs> he knows Emery <laughs> will be desperate for that victory. And Emery knows that team inside out because there's really not too many changes. Well, Emery kind of <laughs> is his tournament. He kind of, yeah, he, so excuse my language. He, he kind of fucked up himself, um, Emery. You know. Oh. I mean, there was winning, 2-0. He should have just went for the folk and tried to get the third, but instead he, I think he took off, he took off a striker and put on Cochrane, didn't he? After the red card, right? No, I think that was before the red card even. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the sort of shit that used to do at Arsenal, so, um, <laughs> Yeah. I think, but we'll see, we'll see. If you guys come out fighting from the off, yeah, and he picks the right players and he picks Martinelli, plays all the right players in the right places, I think you guys will win. No, I didn't see anything extravagant, uh, extraordinary from Villarreal, to be honest. They're beatable, very beatable. Yeah, um, and Unai Emre, as you guys know very well, sometimes his tactics are, he's only got one way. And if he can't produce that, then he's, he's gone. So you guys got a very good chance. And I just hope that you guys win, man. Because Villarreal are in the final against United. They're getting hammered. Yeah, I mean, what you have to remember is Villarreal are 7th in their league. And we're 10th or whatever. So, <laughs> give them some respect, man. La Liga, after the top three, is nothing. You know, you don't have to worry about the rest of them. No, but you say that, but it's almost like the championship in England, right? You've been a couple of games and you go from like 17th to... Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how it is. But I, like I said, I think with you, you guys, you can finish the season quite strong. To be honest, I think 
you know, seventh is there for taking for you guys as well. Speaking of La Liga, this Saturday, Barcelona Atletico. Barcelona threw it away last week. No, the destiny is still in their own hands, though. No, they have to beat Atletico. Yeah, they win that and win the other three games. They're champions. I don't see it happening, man. Inter champions. Lukaku effect, eh? Lukaku, man. Who would have thought that? Now, congratulations to Inter Milan for winning that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Of, um, especially, they took punt on someone like Lukaku as well, you know, who was pretty much dead and buried everywhere else. Even Christian Eriksen, man. He's really come good the last couple of months. Christian Eriksen. Who else is there? They've got someone else there as well. I'm trying to think. Sanchez as well, don't Sanchez they? as well, exactly. But he, no. he's been a bit part. Yeah, he's been, yeah. But yeah, you know, um, good team. Uh, and they deserve it. And hopefully it'll be nice to see him in the Champions League next season as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Well, the That's the about. first time in a, in a while Juventus haven't won it. They, they won it about eight exactly. years in a row. Nine years in a row, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. So let's talk. Bring, uh, Turin, that uh, Pirlo is going to get axed, and they're going to bring Allegri back. And if Allegri comes back, Ronaldo is gone straight up. Yeah, I think Ronaldo is pretty much looking for his next last payday, and there's rumours that he might be going to United um, as a little return because he, when he left United, I don't know if you guys remember, he did say "I'll be back" kind of thing, didn't he? So. Yeah. You know, let's see what what happens there. It would be funny for him to get back. Um, seems like a bit old. Uh, United are like looking at old players coming back and stuff. It would be nice. But Edinson Cavani as well. They're looking to keep him. Yeah, who knows if that happens? I mean, Cavani's done well. He's done really well, and I think you know the thing is with Arsenal and Liverpool, we're not looking at these kind of players. Why do we not go for these kind of players? You know, the Cavani's of the world. Want to pay the wages? That's what it is. What is his wages, though? I'm sure we could... Uh, Barney's probably on 200 plus. Reckon? Yeah, must be. I, I got told he took a pay cut to come to United. Yeah, but even then he was probably on about 250 at PSG. Yeah, it was definitely on big money. Yeah. PSG paid big money anyway. Any any news on Mbappe, Bav? What's happening with him now? No, I think he's uh, waiting to see if uh, Zidane is going to be around and then... Probably make a move. Kevin, yourself, any any transfer news from your end at Highbury? Sorry, not Highbury, um, Emirates, sorry. Um, no, nothing, not, nothing too fresh. Um, no. It's got a bit no, quiet right now, isn't it? It's yeah. Bit, it's got a bit quiet everywhere in transfer-wise. Well, the only thing I heard was uh, Bissouma and they want to get Bissouma in to pair him up with Thomas Party, but... I don't know, Thomas Party just looks disinterested to me at times. <laughs> Has anyone else noticed that? Yeah. He looks think, a bit sluggish. Yeah. That's what I noticed. Maybe it's just me, you know. He does look a bit sluggish, doesn't he? Even against, I thought in the Europa League, that Villarreal game, I thought that's when he would, because that's not a Premier League all action sort of English style, but so yeah, I, I thought he would play a bit better in that game, but um, he, he towards the end, he did. Sort of come to life and he set up a Bamyang, set up a chance where Bamyang didn't go in. But yeah, I think it's just going to take him time to to gel with his teammates. And you have to remember he's been injured a lot this season, so um, that always has an effect. Sorry, Kevin and Bab, I'm going to switch it up a bit. Move to yeah, the other yeah. side of North London, Tottenham. 
bit of a performance from them, right? Gareth Bell, eh? Hat-trick. Gareth Bell? Against the relegated team. Let's yeah, yeah. Look, I, I know. It's easy to say that, though, Bab, right? But you've got to give credit where credit's due, yeah? Gareth Bale, if Mourinho really did cock up on that one, yeah? And I think the more Gareth Bale plays, the more better he gets. That's always been the case. But he never played him. He played him, played him bit part. Ryan Mason did the one thing that Mourinho should have done. It's yeah. an obvious thing. Just no, I actually agree with you there. You're just playing. Uh, yeah. And you see the skill. The thing is that his second goal, was it? It was just awesome. It was like, he that hits the trigger point. so well. It's, it's, it's top. Otherwise, it's just a waste of, of 300 grand a week or whatever, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I think... If that, you did, uh, that's, that's half his money that they're paying for. Yeah. yeah. It's a complete waste of money um, to get him out on loan and then, not, and then just play him... In a game here, a game a game there. Um, but that's Mourinho. Didn't make any thing. sense. That's Mourinho, though, yeah. right? He just doesn't, you know. If he doesn't like you, and look at Deli Ali, for example, another one, right? He just wasn't in the game, you know, wasn't playing, looked disinterested, whatever. And all of a sudden, last game, they all look like they're on it. And I think it is the Mourinho factor has always been there. And I wonder if he's going to get given a chance at another club now, because. It's been a few times that this has happened. It's not the first time where he kills teams, like murders them, finishes I them off. I think that's it. In, in terms of the Premier League, I think I don't think we'll see him again. I might be wrong, but um, yeah, miracles have happened. I mean, he could yeah. he could the next club I see him at is something like Newcastle. If they have a takeover, yeah, 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 I think he'll yeah. He can bring the players. Players still want to play for him. He has got some players. I mean, I think for him, the best bet would be to just go back and, and go and manage the international team now. I think he's had his time and he should just go and manage um, Portugal. Now, I think Mourinho, personally, will, he will look for an, another payday. He'll end up at a Russian team like Zenit or Spartak or someone. Because the Russian league has a lot of money. That's why you don't see too many Russians yeah. going for you know, La Liga or Premier League or Serie A. Because they're getting paid big bucks out there. Yeah, I mean, where else can he go though? If all right, say the Russian league, nothing comes of it. Where would he go then? Italian UA, Qatar. What about Juve? Nah, no chance. I don't. I don't think Juve would appoint him. I would be very, very surprised. But his style of football suits Italy anyway, right? Because it's very yeah, not, not anymore, probably. Not um, anymore, but he's he's the kind of guy that. Sorts you out at the beginning, makes you win yeah. titles, and then kills you. So I don't know if they were going to do that. It's a self-destruct button. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think he he probably would do okay to begin with, but um, yeah, I think, I think it is, it's a risk. But yeah, yeah, as far as the Premier League's concerned, yeah, I, I can't see him coming back. Would you take him at Arsenal? No, no, I wouldn't. no. <laughs> no? Yeah. Obviously, obviously, he's been a Tottenham manager, so that's probably the hard one. But uh, we'll keep Arteta. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll destroy you even more. But I tell you what, he'll be good for certain players. He'll clear the rubbish, right? He'll clear all the dead wood in your team. Yeah, but there, there is a lot of dead wood. But it's it's very very difficult. And I and I don't want to bring a game analogy. But what's that? There's that game, Football League Manager, right? It's almost like the old school Championship Manager we used yeah. to play. Mm. Even on there, what I used to play it. 
I would offer all these like players to other teams and be like, oh, no one's interested, no one's interested, no one's interested. And then you get an offer like 25% of that player's value. So if a player's 10 million, you get two and a half million pound offer. And you're like, you know what? It's been six months I've been trying to flog this player. Let me just cash in. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> there's literally no takers for these guys. There'll be interest for obviously the forward players, but you know, Shaka and El Nenny and some of these other cats, we won't get our money back. I noticed last week you were very, very annoyed with Granite Xhaka. Is that still the case? Yeah, you he's a liability. He's a liability. He needs to go, right? What about David Luiz? David, why was David Luiz even brought back? He got injured, and now he's out again for the rest of the season. Like, why was that central defence pairing changed again? As you touched <laughs> on earlier, just God damn. I mean, yeah, we've, we've just had so many injuries there as well. Um, that central defensive pairing is, is critical they, I, I don't know man you, you may have a point but I give up on this team but with um, Luis I, I think just trying to make the best out of, out of a bad situation like, I think that will help Gabriel maybe come through and settle down and um... well, listen it's good having experience with young players but we're, it's almost like we're a babysitting facility mm. yeah how many, respectfully, how many Brazilians are needed to help Gabriel feel at home? Gabriel was already there before Willian and David Luiz and Gabriel Magalas and Pablo Marie arrived. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think you should keep players just because of another player. It's like saying Firmino needs another Brazilian to just make him feel at home. Like, it doesn't need to yeah. happen. You... The players, if they want to play for you, they got to play for you, no matter where they're from and what, whatever. Honestly, those days have gone as well. Because even now, players are, you know, there's a lot of players that speak three or four different languages. Yeah, you know, exactly. they know that, OK, I'm potentially joining Serie A in six months. Let me start learning Italian. Yeah. And then they're, they're on it. They actually have, you know, obviously when you're earning 50 to 150 grand a week, you can literally pay someone to tutor you two hours a day. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I yeah. But yeah, I mean... Let's, you know, like, like I said, let's switch it up a little bit now, yeah? So, understandably, you guys are obviously annoyed with what's happening at Arsenal. But, what's going to happen, you know, regarding um, this whole Super League thing now? Is it going to carry on? The saga? Or is it ended? Dead and buried now? No more talk about it. Yeah, the Premier League did release a statement earlier on today actually saying if there's I haven't read it properly but what I seem to be seeing is if there's any new takeovers or anything like that um, clubs have got a, uh, the new owners have basically got to agree to these new um, principles of some the league some sort of form um, they've got to fill out right or something I think there's some sort of licence form or something hold on it's a little bit here actually the Premier League is to bring in a new owner's charter to stop future attempts to join a breakaway Super League. So all owners will have to sign up to the new rule, committing them to the core principles of the league with breaches punished by significant sanctions. So um, I'll have to have a proper read through of this, but um, yeah, say if Liverpool is to get new owners, the new owners will basically have to sign this contract it looks like um, and, and agree to these new these new rules so mm. yeah but I think the Super League I, th 
I can see it coming back. I, I don't think the idea is dead. I but it probably be gonna, it's probably going to take another 10, 15 years before um, we see this again. You but know, the Premier League, they, they look like they've put in some protection there for everyone. But should I be honest with you? The Premier League wants to protect what they've got, yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but having said that, right, personally speaking, I think the whole relegation thing, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day and I, I, I watched cricket and I watched the IPL, Indian Premier League, and there's no relegation in there, but it's still a very lucrative and exciting um, league to watch. So if they can, what I'm trying to say is we don't have to have relegation and we can have the best teams. But what I could, what I say is just, it needs to be a little bit more fair because I don't think, personally, again, I say this, Tottenham shouldn't have been even in the reckoning in the first place and things like that. Um, the other thing I have an issue with about new owners is if new owners are coming into a club, surely the Premier League or whoever it is that's governing this, they need to be able to speak to these owners and vet them correctly, find out if they actually got money to spend on the club or are they just going to refinance the club? Because these, this is a big factor. There's a lot of clubs that have gone under. I mean, I'll say something like, what, what happened to Portsmouth? You know, a club that was running really well and a, club, a takeover happened and they, they've gone down they never come back. And I kind of miss them because they were a good club to watch. You know, their fans were amazing. Um, and... It's quite scary that this can happen to clubs and we've seen a, a club go down and, you know, you know, liquidated or whatever it is. What was it? Berry Football Club. So, and it's always... And Bolton nearly went down as well. QPR. QPR. So, something... There needs to be a... Like a, like a deal or someone needs to say, listen, you need to spend a certain amount of money to, to come in. You know, when you've taken... When you bought the club, you still need to show that you're spending a certain amount of money, not just refinancing. It needs to be the money out of your own pocket. Yeah, I think that's also, just to come back to Man United, another reason why those fans are irritated, like I've, I've been listening on other platforms, that the Glaciers have not even spent the money to get the roof fixed in the past couple of years. Fans are in the stands and there's leaks coming through. Like, imagine that. You're paying 80 to to £100 for probably the best stadium in England, to watch, you know, the, one of the biggest teams in the world and water is dripping on your head. You literally have to walk in with, you know, some sort of... Uh, I've actually rain. seen that. Someone has told me that as well. You're right, yeah. yeah. So that's... It's crazy. And, and I'm not knocking the Americans. Obviously, I live in America, but they're all about saving. They're all about going in and just cutting expenses left, right and centre. Obviously, they want to produce a little more on the top line, but just go in and reduce salaries and expenses left, right and centre. And obviously, that benefits them on their bottom line. So... I don't think They're much is going to change. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, five out the six British teams are American owners. So, you know, obviously they had an influence as far as getting this Super League going. But but I, I think fans have got a little bit of... I think this is shaking things up. I think fans have got a little bit of... They've seen what their voice can do now. They've seen if they do these protests and stuff, they can call off... Liverpool versus Man United, billions of people is waiting to watch that on the weekend. That was big, yeah. and, and, and these fans have got some power now. Look, we can do this. If we do this another four or five times, you know, the broadcast, that broadcast of money is going to be effed, you know? Kevin, I so, agree with you on this, but 
fans have got a voice, then why don't the fans use the voice in the right things, yeah? Like kicking out racism. Why aren't fans yeah. doing that? Why is it that there's online abuse all the time and there's a protest going on online right now where people are boycotting um, social media? Why aren't fans protesting outside the clubs saying, kick out racism? Yes, yeah, all when yeah, no, people are fighting against glaciers, but what about, you know, there was a Black Lives Movement that's been going on for a while. Has there been an actual change? And and I I beg to differ. I don't I don't see the change. And that's why Wilfred Zaha decides not to uh, take a knee because he thinks, what's the point? We just do, it sounds like we're doing it for the point of it now, yeah? just to just for the sake of it. We need to have fans actually stand up for it properly. They now now know that they got a voice. Use it correctly. Mm. What do you think, Bav? I think, unfortunately, that problem is uh, going to remain. Um, just like with anything, so there's a bunch of uneducated folks that just don't get it. You know, we all got abused in school. I'm sure that's still happening to our little cousins or nieces or nephews or whatever it may be. And it's not going to change. Because even, even, again, I don't really follow the championship, but Millwall, about a month, two months ago, their own players were like, we're not taking the knee no more. So that, and Millwall's... Always had that issue, right? Yeah. We all know that Canary Wharf Berman's the trip on the Jubilee line is a bit nervous if you're someone of a coloured background because mm-hmm. you don't know who the hell's getting on and what they're going to potentially say or do to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's everything's unfortunate, but I think Kevin does have a point that protesting does help, but it has to be done the right way, right? right well, yeah. But yeah. the other problem is, like I've said before, a lot of people don't know what they're protesting for. Get the facts, read everything. Memorize it, educate yourself, and then realize what you're doing. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, for right or for wrong reasons. And if it's for wrong reasons, then you're just a mug. And don't break into stadiums for stars. That's just not going to help anything. You know? They they said yesterday, the seven police that were just strolling in, those guys were literally slow motion walking in like they were old age (laughs) pensioners. If that was America, these police would have gone in and shot the place up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, I, I do see that our police are a little bit very um, nervous to do anything sometimes. It's almost like they're letting the problem happen in front of them and then say, oh, yeah, we tried to stop it. You didn't. Uh, I've got, I got a question for you, right? So say we've got a video game coming up. And before the game, you know, Arsenal fans just decided to barricade the stadium and not let the game go ahead. And it eventually led to the Cronkays leaving Arsenal and, and setting up. Would, would you be would you be happy with the end result? Yeah, of course I'd be happy with that. But um, I don't think that would happen. Why? You, you planning something? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to start no riots or nothing. I just <laughs> not a bad idea, Kevin. You're close by. <laughs> I actually asked him a few weeks ago if he went, but he didn't go. <laughs> no, no, I didn't go. I didn't go. But yeah, that is full. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting, right. yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, going back to the Villarreal game, that's, you know, where is it? This Thursday, right? This yeah. Thursday, yeah. So I better keep my phone ready for you guys. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Champions League. What, what are we predicting? I'm going Man City, Chelsea. I'm going Man City, Chelsea as well. For eventual winners. Well, to win the legs and obviously play in the final, yeah. Yeah, Man City, Chelsea, all that all. 
and then that game is this weekend, so it's going to be a Champions League final rehearsal for me. Mm. Yeah. Upsetting for me, man. But yeah, <laughs> the thing is, Tuchel's just come and just revitalised Chelsea in every way, and he's just made them into a more resilient, more stronger club, and their forward players are playing better. They just look dangerous, man. And I think if that's the final, Chelsea and Man City. So you think they got a chance against Real Madrid? You think they could? Yeah, yeah they'll take care of business. You know, the, that Kai Havertz is that luxury player now coming in and you're starting to see what he's all about. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what happens, guys. But we're out of time now, guys. Bav, lovely speaking to you. Kevin, nice as one. always, Cheers. it's been a great conversation, guys. Thank you for coming on and I'll speak to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Later. Take care, mate. Have a great one. Bye.